0: God bless you as we seek the Lord together for the year 2022. This is STL 22. Blessings to you all in the name of Jesus Christ. I am so grateful to our Lord and Savior for a new week of Seeking Him, STL 2022 we are in week two and i just want to congratulate everyone and say glory to god for all of you who are fasting or who are just tuning in to listen to these lessons to be edified i just want to acknowledge you for being dedicated and committed to listening to the word of god to changing Um, some of what you typically listen to, and implementing um, some scripture and some sermon and just making that conscious effort to uh, impart and put Jesus into your day. God bless you all. I pray that you all are edified in whichever way you are choosing to partake in STL 22. I am going to open this up with some prayer, and I just believe the Lord's best for you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you so much for this new week. We thank you for this new day. We thank you for these new lessons that we are about to hear, and we thank you for how you've been meeting us and speaking to us and imparting into us. And Lord God, we love you so much, and we honor you, and we ask that you continue to teach us concerning these seasons in our lives in these women, um, who you chose and, um, Teach us um, who we are and where we are prophetically and where we are in your will um, by their lives, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you. And speak, Lord, because your servants are listening. Let this be all of your wisdom, Lord. I stand here as your mouthpiece, and I just ask that um, you use my mouth for your glory in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you, and let the Holy Spirit just be all over this broadcast in the name of Jesus, and we cover this broadcast with the blood of Jesus. It's in Jesus name that we do pray. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. We bless the name of our Lord because he's so faithful. He's so true. He's so awesome. And I am just beyond grateful for him. I'm so thankful for everything that um, he's doing for us. I'm so thankful for everything that he is doing in such a short amount of time. And I'm grateful for each and every one of you who is choosing to turn to God and who is heeding his word. I'm so grateful. So um, this past week we learned about Eve and in that prophetic time, we learned a lot about Eve. We learned a lot about ourselves as women through her lives but something that is important to extract from that eve season is that god will call us to the side and he will work on us and this doesn't mean that you know this only happens to women who don't have husbands or children or various uh responsibilities no there will be a season in every woman's life married or single children or no children where you will feel God is just calling you to himself and he's requiring some more time from you and he's trying to give you a deeper understanding and you notice that during this time, he's making changes in your life. That's our Eve season. That's just something that happens to women where God is designing you, okay? God is um, taking you to the side and he's designing you and he is constructing you and sometimes it's things that other people won't understand and um, some people won't be around to see, but the outcome is absolutely beautiful and a blessing. Glory to the name of the Lord. We are, even though she made that one mistake, we are thankful for Eve, okay? We're thankful um, for her role because her role has taught us our role. So we thank the Lord um, for creating her and um, creating us also. So now we're moving into week two, which discloses a a different um, timeline for us, prophetic timeline that we would find ourselves in as women, right? And um, this is that season when we are uh, called and we are finding our place and doing whatever we can do for the Lord. And we're doing it with gladness. Okay. Amen. Where this is just the, the, the test season. This is like a test run where God is like, okay, I want to see what you were made of before I catapult you into that next season. Okay. Of a deeper commitment to what I've called you to right now. I want to see what you are made of. And, um, I love it. I love the test of character and I love the display of character that we see from Rebecca. So chapter 24 in Genesis is pretty lengthy. Okay. It's 67 verses. So I'm not going to read chapter 24 in its entirety, but I encourage you to read it in its entirety. So some time ago I was listening to Derek Prince and, um, I would venture to say this was probably a couple of years ago um, or within the past two years or so. I was listening to Derek Prince and he be, he was talking about um, this particular chapter and he wasn't teaching about it in detail, but he spoke about the types that we see in this chapter. So he says, Abraham serves as a type of father, like our heavenly father. Okay. And he says the servant, uh, is a type of Holy spirit and Isaac, the son is a type of Christ. Okay. And so what we see is the father sending the spirit to get the bride for the son. And it's a beautiful comparison. I love Jesus in Genesis, okay? (laughs) Jesus is all up and through Genesis. Types of uh, Christ are all throughout Genesis. And I'm I'm so grateful for that, that he was saying hi to us um, um, as Jesus, um, the way we wouldn't come to know him. And he was saying hi to us in that way from the beginning. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So we are going to use that model that um, I heard from Derek Prince, okay? And we are going to extract some truths and um, whatever else the Lord has to deliver to us. And so for our lesson today, I really feel um, impressed by the Holy Spirit to talk about um, our work and the fact that our work has a great reward okay thank you jesus teach this for us so we are in genesis 24 okay and so we already have that comparison so abraham he's sending his servant he says listen um sarah she's passed away okay we we understand that and abraham he's getting older now and this is uh uh possibly his most trusted servant i believe his name is eleazar Um, it may be Eliezer from Damascus, whom, um, Abraham was planning on giving everything to when God was saying, I'll raise you up in air. And he said, all I have is my servant. This may be that same servant, very trusted by Abraham. And he's saying, listen, I want you to go get a wife for my son. Don't get a wife from the children of um, Canaan or the daughters of Canaan. Go to my family. Okay, and I want you to take a virgin from my family for my son, and don't bring him there. Don't take him there. Okay, if if they give you someone or if they ask for him to come because they want to see, don't take him back to my family. Okay, so this is where we are, and so the servant says, "Okay, I'm gonna go to this place, and I am going to um, seek a wife for." my master's son. Okay. And I'm going to do it according to the oath that he made me, um, give. So let's see. I wanted to start at verse 15, but maybe we'll go up a little higher. Okay. Let's start at verse 10. It says, and the servant took 10 camels of the camels of his master and departed for all the goods of his master were in his hand and he arose and went to mesopotamia unto the city of nahor and he made his camels to kneel down without or outside the city by a well of water at the time of the evening uh even the time that women go out to draw water and he said "O oh lord god of my master abraham so he gets to where he's going and he prays okay He says, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water and let it come to pass that the damsel to whom i shall say let down thy pitcher i pray thee that i may drink and she shall say drink and i will give thy camels drink also let the same be she that has appointed that thou hast excuse me appointed for thy servant isaac and thereby shall I know that thou has showed kindness unto my master. So here we see Abraham's servant. He's saying, do this for me quickly, Lord. Do it speedily, God. Um, do this to me, this good thing I'm asking. Do good to me. Show favor to me with speed today, okay? I want to get this woman to Isaac As soon as possible, quickly. Okay, quickly. And so, what that means is that he needed to meet someone who was already in the mindset of working, doing what's right, and being zealous for good works. Now, listen to this verse 15 it says, And it came to pass, listen to this, before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebecca came out who was born of Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with the pitcher upon her shoulder. And so she's seen here, not playing around. She is handling her business. And it says in verse 16, And the damsel was very fair to look upon a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up and how does this relate to us right here let's just pull this out of this um this particular um scripture a virgin this is what christ is coming back for a virgin bride one that's pure unspotted without blemish or any um wrinkles or any such thing like that and this speaks to lifestyle one who is keeping herself pure one who is keeping herself set apart one who is keeping herself consecrated for her husband who will one day come for her. Um, And we this is how we're living for Jesus because we know one day the bridegroom is coming for us and we're keeping ourselves pure for him. And so this woman is about her business and she is working. And it says, and the servant ran to meet her and said, let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, listen to her. She said, drink, my Lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. Now, I love her character because, first of all, she seems very sweet. She seems very friendly. But something that the Holy Spirit pointed out to me was a willingness to work and her being zealous about work, okay, about working and about doing good. And um, let's keep going. So she gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again unto the well, ran you all again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man wondering at her held his peace. So he's in his heart like, what? He's wondering, okay, at her. But he didn't say anything to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. And listen to this. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight, and two bracelets, and that earring is um, said to be really a nose ring, and two bracelets for her hands of 10 shekels weight of gold, and um, let's pause right there, so her zealousness, her um, being haste, or, or hasting rather, to do what's right, and to serve, and to work, got her some real blessings so at the time a lot of people bring this up as defense as to why christian women can wear jewelry so i just want to point out just a couple of truths before i keep going just just to clarify for some of us um, who may be wondering the this she's not a christian woman she was not living according to new testament standards that's first of all Second of all, she literally lived in Babylon, in Mesopotamia, okay? She was not, um, at this time, the the Hebrew nation did not exist um, as a a collected people of God. They did not become a nation until after they left Egypt and God made them a nation under his theocracy and he gave them laws. And um, within that, we see on their journey in the wilderness, God actually tells them to take off those adornments. And I want to just say really quickly that things like this were used not just as adornments, but as currency during those times and even as offerings. So we'll see in some scriptures where they actually offer jewelry to the Lord because of its worth. OK, so literally it's like they would put um, it's it's the equivalent of us putting money on around our neck or on our ears when they when they wore jewelry. So, um, that is, this is before the, the nation actually became a a people in the book of Exodus, but it's also far before, um, new Testament, uh, standards were given to us. So we follow new Testament standards. New Testament standards are very clear. And so I just want to put that out there for anyone who is confused about that. I'm a part of the church. Okay. I'm a part of the church. I'm not a part of Babylon. But this is a a very accurate record of what they did. And this is um, marriage. This is some type of dowry payment for her where he says, listen, you take this. But I just want to even say this, too. And this will go into our tomorrow's lesson. The fact that she hadn't even accepted the, the marriage yet. She didn't even know really why he was there. He gifted her simply because of this zealous behavior and how she made haste to do what was good. And I really want to point that out for us, that um, God will reward you okay, for whatever it is that you're doing in his name. I mean, you may think it's significant. It may be one person, but you don't know who that one person is. And I want to tell you that everyone means a lot to the Lord. So for whatever you're doing, for whoever you're doing it for, God sees you. It can be the person at the park that you spoke to, the person at the grocery store that you spoke to, the people who are watching your videos that you're putting out on YouTube or um, uh, the live streams that you're doing on Instagram and Facebook, the intercessory prayer that you're doing within your church. God sees you. And God will reward you. But one thing and a quality God is looking for in his bride is someone who is making haste to do what's right. And this is the example that we see Rebecca um, making for us. She made haste. She was zealous for good works. You all, let's see where we're going. Let's go to Titus 2. Let's go to Titus 2. I really want to encourage you um, to know by the Lord that whatever you're doing, it has a great reward. And God does not want you to lose your zeal for that thing. Um, If it's giving out those tracks, you know, if it's calling people and just saying, hey, let's pray together, you know, whatever it is that God has put in your heart visiting a nursing home, whatever it is, God will reward you. God leaves the 99 just for the one. So I don't want us to be comparing ourselves to other ministries and things of that nature and um, thinking that what we are doing is insignificant. God, he needs you and he needs you where you are, right where you are in place, Glory to the name of the Lord, because whoever you're serving and whatever you're doing, it matters. Whoever you are spending your time praying and fasting for, it matters. This is what the kingdom of God looks like. This We consist of so many different parts and so many different functions. And the Bible says that we are fitly joined together by that which every joint supplies right so we are able to stay together because of what we are all doing as a body glory to god we're providing new, the nutrients necessary to keep growing and to keep going so whatever you're doing i just feel led to encourage you to keep going because it has a great reward don't lose your zeal don't lose the haste. Um, don't slow down. Keep going because God is looking for um, that pace within you. And so let's go to Titus 2 and we're going to start at verse 11. And it says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So what does these two scriptures tell us? It tells us that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to us, and that this grace um, that brings salvation is teaching us. And this grace is teaching us to deny ungodliness, worldly lust so that we can live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. With the things going on around us, God's grace gives us the ability to live soberly, righteously, and godly, regardless of what's going on around us. And that same grace that is enabling you to live that sober, godly, righteous life is the same grace that's upon you in this present world as you are ministering Jesus to various people. Verse 13 says, Looking for that blessed hope in the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. Listen to this. Listen to this, y'all. He gave himself for us. Right. I'm going to say it again. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Listen and purify unto himself a peculiar or unique people or a people who are uniquely his right set apart zealous of good works can you imagine that one of the reasons why god gave himself for us is that he can redeem us from all sin and purify us as a a holy consecrated people into himself who are zealous to do good works for him this is why this is a huge part of it We have to be zealous for what we're doing for the Lord. So I just feel impressed by the Holy Spirit to tell you, don't lose your zeal. God needs you to do this thing. You know, we think that it's about the the large crowd, but it's actually not. As I just said, God will leave the 99 for the one. So if there's one person that God is saying, I want you to minister to that person. If it's five people and God is saying, I want you to be a light to those people, do it and do it with zeal. This is the work of the kingdom. Think about the disciples when they came back to Jesus, how excited they were. They're like, Lord, even the demons are subject to our, um, to, to us, you know? And, um, the thing is Jesus redirected them and then he said, don't be excited about that. Okay. Be be, rejoice because your name is written in the book of life. We have so much to rejoice about. We have eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and savior. He redeemed us glory to the name of the Lord. And he redeemed us so that we can be zealous for good works. Okay. So whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is, the Lord is sending you to do. Don't be fearful move forward zealous of the good works God has called you to. And I thank the Lord for that. I pray in the name of Jesus that God would just impart a fresh wind into you right now. And I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord would impart fresh zeal into you right now, that he will clear up your perception and refocus you so that you understand why he called you. Let let it be clear to you again in the name of Jesus Christ, your purpose and your assignment. And I know some of us make mistakes. Some of us do the wrong thing. Some of us are struggling with things. Some of us are going through warfare, keep fighting and keep being zealous for good works. You know what the enemy would want to do is stop you from doing that there. I'm sure there were things going on in Rebecca's life in her home, or even in that community where she could have said, you know what? I'm not doing it tonight. I'll send somebody else to do it because it says that when she left that house, she left with her nurse. So she had someone there. She could have said, listen, you do it. I don't want to do it. Or I don't feel like being bothered with that man, but no, she had the opportunity to be a blessing and she used that opportunity to be a blessing. And it it just reminds me of when Jesus said, if someone, you know, um, requires your, your, your cloak from you, give them your coat. Also give them both things. And this is what she did. This was love personified here. She said, you know what? here and she waited till he was finished and then she made haste and she ran and she said i'm gonna get um some some water for your camels too okay the man didn't even get to say anything she said i'm gonna get some water for your camels too you know she's thinking she's considerate these they they must be thirsty i don't know how how long they've been journeying here but if i can help them i want to help them and that is this world today you all this world is thirsty and we're the only ones Who have the living water on this earth. And God is waiting for you to say, you know what? This And and to discern that this person looks thirsty. This person, I don't know what they've gone through. I don't know what the journey has been like. I don't know why they're on this particular journey. But I'm going to offer them and everything connected to them this living water. And it is always done with love, not with force. It's always done with God's grace and loving and kindness that he uses to draw us to himself. But I would say, don't be fearful. Allow the Holy Spirit to just overtake you and do whatever it is that he wants to do through your mouth. We have to remember that we are spiritual and the Holy Spirit is working on us in the spirit. And all we have to do is get the flesh out the way, walk in the spirit. And the Lord does that work through us, but it comes with a willingness Remember that scripture says, perfect love casts out fear. And When we love God and people in a perfect way, that um, fear can't stop us from doing anything that we need to do, even if we do it and we're a little nervous, even if we do it and we're a little apprehensive, even if we do it and we're prophesying or whatever and we're not sure. We move forward in what we feel the spirit of the living God propelling us to do because perfect love for him and perfect love for his creation casts out fear. So there is a thirsty world out there, you all. There are people who are thirsty and they want Jesus. And first of all, we are living this life as an example of Jesus Christ before them. But also we are here to offer Jesus to them. So she did things with zeal. She did them with haste. She did it with consideration and she did it with love. It's a joy to be at the service of the Lord. It's a joy to hand out these tracts. It's a joy to be on this intercessory prayer team. It's a joy to be teaching the Bible. It's a joy to give the word, whoever we need to give the word to. It's a joy to encourage whoever we need to encourage, right? Amen. Amen. So, um, we do these things and we do these things with zeal and concerning this scripture and the message that the Lord has me giving to you today. The Lord gave me this scripture in Proverbs 31 and 13, Proverbs 31 and 13. Okay. And it says, she seeketh wool and flax. And here's the part that the Lord really highlighted to me and worketh willingly with her hands. This virtuous woman is willing okay, to work. Whatever it is that she needs to do, she is willing to do that. So I'm praying for you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, that any person that did not have a willingness within them to do work for your kingdom or to be at your service, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking that you would impart willingness into them right now. Give them understanding and let them be willing to go forth and do whatever it is that you've called them to do. Glory to the name of the Lord. So we see that virtuous attitude and that willingness being displayed within Rebecca. Glory to the name of the Lord. She was willing. She made haste. She was zealous of good works. And that is how we have to be as we are delivering this water hallelujah to this thirsty world glory to the name of the lord i absolutely love it and something else that the lord wanted me to deliver to you all is found in galatians the sixth chapter and god really is honing in on this um fact that you will be rewarded for what you do okay so we know that we're going to be rewarded for what we do with the good or the bad and we don't want to reward for the bad stuff okay we want to be rewarded for good stuff (laughs) we want to repent for the bad stuff turn away from the bad stuff we make mistakes lord forgive me wash me with your blood i confess it i want to move on We want to receive that reward for the good that we do, right? We want judgment day to be a blessed and joyous day for us. We want to get our crowns. We want to get those jewels. We want to get our all white garments, which is the righteousness of the saints. We really want to enjoy this life that God has blessed us with. So and and we want to enjoy this the eternity that comes afterwards, okay? So I want you to know that God really does want you to enjoy life now and in eternity, God is going to reward you. Whatever it is you do, and I hear the Lord even saying that He's going to give a new vehicle and a new car to somebody, and um, whoever it is that needs that, receive it for yourself. I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming because God said so. Um, God is going to reward you, He sees your needs, He sees the things that you have need of, He sees what you need, and He's not going to allow you to continue. To suffer need. And I even see someone who's like at the bus stop asking, Lord, you know, when will I be able to get a car? In their heart, thinking, you know, I really want a car. God is going to bless you. God is going to bless you with what you need. He is a rewarder, you all, of those who diligently seek Him. That's not a lie. That's the Bible. He will reward you for your diligence and how you seek Him. And right now, You have literally set your heart to seek him. So anyone who um, is in need of whatever you're in need of, I just want to prophesy to you that God is going to do it for you. And I want to specifically say what I hear from the spirit that whoever is in need of a new vehicle, God is going to give you that new vehicle. Whoever has been having car trouble and trying to figure out how long they have until they're able to get another one, they can't afford it. And whatever it is, God is going to bless you with something um, new, and he's going to do it very soon. God rewards those who diligently seek him. And sometimes we are looking at ourselves through some type of uh, a different type of lens, but God is looking at you saying, you've been through warfare and you haven't given up. Yeah. You fell a couple of times, but you keep getting up. You know, God is so awesome and his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So we're out here thinking we've been disqualified and we've just added a couple of more years to our process. And God is saying, no, you are right in line with where you need to be. Keep going. There's a reward for you. Glory to the name of the Lord. So I want to tell all the Rebeccas out there, this is the season you're in. Glory to God. This is the prophetic timeline. Get to work. God is going to bless you for what you are doing in his name. Whatever it is that you are doing, God is going to bless you for it. The help that you're giving to someone, the friendship that you are giving to someone, God is going to bless you For it, the way that you've helped in other people's ministries or whatever it is that you've done, God is going to bless you for it. God is a rewarder, you all, of those who diligently seek Him. Let's go to Galatians 6 and let's start at verse 4. He says, But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Glory to the name of the Lord. The Lord is saying, and that word prove is examine. He says, examine your own work. See what you're doing. Are you zealous? Have you lost your zeal? Are you moving with haste? Or are you moving with slowness and apprehension? Examine the work that you're doing for me. Okay. And he says, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Okay, we are thankful for every person's role in the body of Christ. But glory to God. God says you're going to rejoice over your own stuff that you're doing. You're not just going to be looking at someone else and saying, wow, he or she is doing some really good work in the name of the Lord. No, you're going to be able to examine your own stuff and say, you know what? I'm doing something good too. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And it says, um, verse 5 says, for Every man shall bear his own burden. So now this scripture, I'm going to skip over verse six, just because it doesn't necessarily go along with the complete message. And I don't want to confuse the message. Um, so this scripture is talking about sowing into those who teach you. Okay. Um, I'm going to read it. You know what? I'm going to read it. I'm going to do justice to the word of God. It says, let him that is taught in the word, communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. And then he goes on to say, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Glory to the name of the Lord. So this scripture is specifically speaking about sowing into your teachers. He's saying, don't be deceived. God is not going to be mocked. You're sitting there, you know, um, being fed by someone spiritually, their ministry is helping you. Their ministry is bringing you closer to God. There's their ministry is, you know, causing you to make lifestyle changes. God is not going to be mocked. You're going to look at them and say, I'm not sowing into them. They need to go get a job. Trust me. You will, you're going to reap for that. You will reap for that glory to God. Um, he's not going to be mocked and it says, don't be deceived. We have to do this thing according to the word of God, but um, God wanted me to take this and apply it to also the work that you are doing in his kingdom. Okay, be not deceived. So we know what it's specifically talking about, but God wants me to apply it to the work that you're doing. Um, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. And when that goes to sowing, um, a lot of us don't really want to sow into ministries. We have problem with that. but We have no problem with going shopping and buying what we want to buy and investing in ourselves and investing in our business. God is saying, you're going to reap for that. And you're going to reap corruption for that. And you do that and you allow um, ministries and churches and things like that to struggle and fall apart. You reap for those things. Let me tell you all something. I'm just going to interject because we here, we at this scripture I don't play with those kind of things. Okay. Before I hold something back from someone in the body of the Christ, um, the body of Christ, excuse me, especially someone who's blessing me. I, I will suffer need myself because, um, God, he'll repay me at some point. I'll reap. Okay. But I would much rather sow, um, so that I can be in line with the will of God. It's so funny. Like we have to love the whole word of God. We can't just pick and choose what we going to pay attention to. Okay, so for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. I want to let you know that the work that you do for the Lord, you are literally sowing to the spirit of God. This is the work of the Holy Spirit that you're doing. You're standing in proxy. You're being used by him. You're the vessel. He's the earth. Um, yeah, and he's the he's the treasure, you're the earthen vessel, and he is using you to be a blessing to people, so you are literally sowing things for yourself and for your life, and um, verse 9 says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not, so you may feel like, you know what, I've been talking to this person and nothing has been working, or I have been doing this and I have not been seeing a return or any increase, or I'm still struggling over here, but God's word already has a response for that. He says, don't be weary in well-doing. When you're doing the right thing, you have nothing to be upset about. You have nothing to be weary over. You're good. Don't be weary when you're doing, if you're doing the wrong thing, then get weary, get tired of that, but don't get tired of doing what's right. Okay. It says for in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. So we don't want to get to a place where we say, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore and um, we don't reap. He says, you're going to reap if you don't faint. You're going to get it if you keep going. And then um, he goes on to say, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of God. Faith. So right here, God is saying you do good to everybody, but you make sure that you're doing right by your brothers and sisters within the body of Christ. But let's get to that everybody, because sometimes we can think, you know what, maybe that person, you know, we're not even paying attention. We're not really even discerning. We're minding our business. We're at Walmart. We're minding our business. We're at Target. And, um, or we're at Ross, you know what I'm saying? We're literally just minding our business and we're not thinking about the opportunity that we have to do good to all men throughout our lives, throughout our days on our college campus or wherever we are in our dorms. We're not thinking that, Hey, I have the opportunity just like Galatians six and 10 says to do good to someone today, to tell them, Hey, you know, Jesus loves you and he's coming back Be ready when he does come back. You know, God bless you in the name of Jesus and just keep it moving. But when you have the opportunity with much zeal and with much haste, do good unto all men, especially those who are in the household of faith. Glory to the name of the Lord. So I pray that you all are edified through that, just that little opening lesson about Rebecca. Um, Our sis was working and she was working hard and she was considerate. She was discerning. She was running. She made haste. And listen, God redeemed us so we can be those type of people, people who are zealous of good works, people who make haste to do what God wants them to do. And I'm going to pray for you. That you have boldness and that you're able to move forward without fear. That when you see somebody, I pray that the Holy Spirit in you begins to speak and say, that person right there is thirsty. You can give them some water and you go to them and you say, God bless you. You know, can I pray for you today? Or is everything okay? Or listen, maybe just the God bless you will be what they need. You never know exactly what a person is going through. I I would venture to say that if you go to the store and you buy some food and you say, you know what? I want to give this food to someone. God will put you in a path, whether you're driving or walking with someone who needs to eat. God is good. Be zealous and make haste to do the right thing in the name of the Lord. Okay. Don't get weary in well-doing, okay? Don't get upset if you say, you know what? This is not working the way I thought it would work or whatever. Scripture says, despise not the beginning of small things. God, I mean, every tree starts out with some type of seed, okay? And so those trees get pretty big (laughs) and the seed is actually pretty small and that seed needs some things to grow. So as we're sowing, we have to make sure that we are making sure that... um that seed is growing, that we're giving it what it needs to actually really get strong and produce some fruit in our lives. So um, God will reward you for the work that you're doing. I want you to continue to be encouraged. I want you to continue to work with zeal. When God gives you the opportunity, make haste to do what he says. And I'm going to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you give my sibling in Christ the boldness they need in the name of Jesus to move forward with haste and with zeal to complete your purpose for their lives in this season, Lord. We thank you for this prophetic season of work where you're training us and you're proving us and you're testing us and you're stretching us and you're showing us what we're made of and you're extracting things that don't need to be there and you're teaching us and preparing us for greater, assignments in the name of Jesus Christ. I just hear the Lord saying, but tell them they won't move on until they pass this test. A lot of us want to kind of skip over, hallelujah, Um, the process of God and God is not going to allow that. So enjoy this right here. Do this, be proficient at whatever it is. God has called you to. And if you say, you know what? I'm not quite sure. God, what is it you want me to do? God will show you. God will show you. We have the opportunity to be a blessing to so many people every single day. So I pray that whatever your role is in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God, as you cause expansion and and growth within the kingdom, I pray that you do it. And I pray that you do it with haste, and I pray that you do it with zeal. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of fear at work in my siblings' heart and mind. And in the name of Jesus, I loose their tongue, hallelujah, to speak and to deliver your word in Jesus' name. Father, we love you. I pray, God, that just like you sent an angel, hallelujah, before Abraham's servant, to prepare the way and to prepare your purposes in your will. I pray that you send angels before all of my siblings in Christ to prepare the way in your will in their lives, to make it easy, hallelujah, for them to do what you are calling them to do in that moment, in that time, in that season, in that day, in that particular location in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, cause us to work willingly, hallelujah, with our hands. Whatever it is that you've called us to do, Glory to the name of the Lord. Help us to do it willingly with a willing heart, God, seeing what we can do and what else we can do in the name of Jesus. And help us to do it with zeal because, Lord, we know that we are in the end times. These are the last days. Hallelujah. This is the fifth shift and almost the 12th hour. And it's time. Hallelujah. For us to get to work. We love you, Jesus. You're an awesome God. And I seal these prayers with the blood of Jesus and I bind and cancel all retaliation and backlash against my siblings in Christ who have received this word in this prayer. Lord, we love you. You're awesome. Hallelujah. Maranatha. Amen.